You're listening to the Nice Girls CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Benavidez, and I am so passionate about women and maybe a few good men too, who are ready to live on purpose and make an impact. So if you want to be a leader in the world and build a business that makes a difference, and you want to be bold and confident so you can show up and stand out, then this is the place to be. Ready? Let's go. Some of you love listening to podcasts, and some of you might be contemplating starting your own podcast. I'm rooting for you, and today I am bringing a guest who is going to talk to us about how to get started. If you want to start a podcast, what are some of the things that you need to get it going and the basics that will help you move forward and kick off your own podcast? Let's welcome Jenny and get started. So this is going to be a fun episode because I'm probably going to get a little bit of schooling myself as we talk about how to start a profitable podcast and just what it takes to really grow it and how to get started. So we have a guest today, Jenny, who is going to talk to us about how to get started building a profitable podcast, what's needed, and how to actually turn your listeners into leads and clients. She is the host of her own podcast, Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs, and she is a launch strategist. So she helps people like me and maybe you someday do this and be good at it, right? Be profitable and successful. So if you've been following my podcast, you know that I've been a little inconsistent over the last two years. And so I know that we can all learn something, even if you've already been at it with your podcast. So let's dive in and meet Jenny. Welcome. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. It's always fun to talk about podcasting on a podcast. Definitely very meta fun. Yeah, (laughs) I'm feeling like I'm going to get judged a little. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, thanks for having me. So I am a podcast strategist. I help people launch and grow their podcast and ultimately use it strategically and turn their listeners into leads. I used to be a social media manager. That's how I originally got started with my business. And that just became unsustainable for me. I now have an eight-month-old son and social media as a 24-7 job. So kind of like a couple months before I got pregnant, I actually switched to being a podcast management and marketing agency. And that was like the best decision ever because now we have an agency and I'm able to outsource all the stuff to my team and then just focus on the strategy, which I don't think I would have been able to do with the social media management focus. So that's kind of where we're at now. And yeah, podcasting has been such an amazing thing for me. And my goal is to help as many people become podcasters and profitable podcasters at that as I can. I love that because I don't really cater only to moms, but my audience happens to be a lot of moms just probably because of who I am. And one thing that I love, women living on purpose is like my mission. And I feel like sometimes we put our life on pause when we become a mom or we're in that early age phase that's a little more difficult sometimes. So I love this because just even sharing your story, it just shows what's possible. So let's get started. I have, again, I always say this when I have a guest on, like I have my pen and paper ready to go for some notes and I would love to know how we can do this. So let's start with how to start. Yeah. So starting is not as hard as people think. I mean, I definitely don't think you should just 
say the first thing comes to mind and put it out there into the world. It has to be a little more refined than that, but you don't need like the best equipment ever. You don't need the fanciest microphone. You don't need any of that. You definitely need a microphone and you need some headphones, but it doesn't need to be like the $100, $200, $300 equipment that people are shilling online. It definitely needs to be to get the job done. And the best thing about podcasting is we can actually start where we're at now and then grow from there. I mean, you don't want your first episode to be the same quality as your most recent episode. You want to be growing throughout the process. So that's kind of something I always tell people is just kind of start where you're at. Don't buy the fancy equipment. You want to make sure you are invested first in time versus money. Like I said, you still need a microphone, but a microphone that isn't a million dollars will do. And you can use your iPhone headphones. It doesn't need to be anything crazy in terms of headphones either. So yeah, that, I mean, that's my biggest piece of advice is just really, it's not that hard to get started. You don't need to have the fanciest things. You don't need to do hours and hours of research on each different thing. You can always grow and evolve as time goes on and it's better to do that way. Yeah. I love that you said that. I mean, I know that starting was the hardest part for me. And when I got into it, it was not so bad. It really worked out. And I think just taking that first step is huge, right? Like I decided it, or let's say I talked about it a lot, but once I decided it, I was actually on someone else's Instagram live and I was asking a question like, well, shouldn't I grow my list first or my audience first? And, And then my podcast, like, I don't know where to start. And she's like, why don't you just let your podcast grow? your audience and your audience grow your podcast and do it together. And I was like, oh, (laughs) like a light bulb moment. So, okay. Somebody's going to get started and they're ready to go. Like, well, you just went through the tools. So that's helpful. How do they get started strategically? Like as far as figuring out what to talk about or like, what are some of those things that we don't know? We don't know. So I always recommend like content planning and brain dumping before you even decide to hit the record button, because it's really important to know how many topics you can come up with that are related to your podcast. And a lot of people think that if your podcast is like super broad, it'll be a lot easier to come up with topics. But I found and my clients have found it's actually the opposite. So when you have like a more niche podcast, so for example, my podcast is about podcasting. I have found that I've come up with 365 topic ideas. Obviously, I don't put an episode out every single day, but I have so many topic ideas. And before when I had a podcast about general business, where we talked about different business topics every single week, I found myself struggling to figure out what I was going to talk about each and every week, which you would think it would be the opposite. But yeah, when it's more niche, it's easier because you know what those people are there for. People that listen to my podcast, they are there for podcast tips and tricks. In my old podcast, I couldn't have told you what they were there for because the topics really varied each week. And mm. some weeks it would be really high downloads. Other weeks it would be less. So, I mean, you could tell what people liked in terms of the downloads, but like it, since it was more of a variety business show, it wasn't like I was going to continue talking about the same topic over and over and over again. So that's something that I think is really interesting. It's really just like being brain dumping every little piece of content that could possibly be on your podcast into, I like to do like two to three little content buckets. So for mm-hmm. me personally, I have launch, grow, and monetize for my podcast. And that's like what I talk about. So launching your podcast, growing your podcast, and monetizing your podcast. And those three different buckets help me craft that content 
content. So I recommend everyone kind of having those two to three different content buckets. So you're not like all over the map. Like I know with my previous podcast before I switched, it was like one week I was talking about Facebook ads. And one week I was talking about, I don't know, being a social media manager in general. And one week I was talking about just general business tips. So it was just kind of all over the map. Really having those content buckets helps you figure out if you even have enough content to start a podcast in the direction that you're wanting to go in, like whatever topic that is. That's awesome. And do you put a podcast once a week? Yes. Yeah. Do you find like there's pros and cons or like what would make somebody decide to do one versus three or five a week? I think, well, I mean, you'll probably get more downloads if you have three to five, just because you have 10 listeners and they download every single episode. Mm -hmm. Obviously that's going to inflate your downloads, but I think it's really about the quality over the quantity, because if you can have one really jam-packed episode a week or even every other week versus five subpar ones a week, then you're really setting yourself up for success versus like having five episodes that they're okay, but they're not your best work. And then also in terms of promoting too, promoting five pieces of content a week would be very overwhelming and none would really get like the most attention that they deserved, you know? All right. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, sometimes I struggle just promoting the one. So yeah. Exactly. Just curious. I'm not trying to like add to my <laughs> my <laughs> weekly or anything, but very helpful to know. So I think one of the biggest things that people wonder about, at least I know I do, is how do you get your listeners to do that next step you want them to do? What are some of the best ways to do that? My favorite way and the way that I always teach my clients and my audience is think about like what you would want to take action on. From what I've seen, like freebies are really great. Like, but it has to be a really in a really enticing freebie. It can't just be like something that you can get anywhere. Obviously, it can be available elsewhere, but you want it to be something like well, master classes really convert well because those are really actionable checklists do pretty well because people want to know step-by-step what they need to do. Blueprints that are really actionable do really well. Like I'm trying to think of other things. Yeah. Those are like the top three that do very well, but it's usually the free things. And also in podcasting, it's there's not really much of like a community. It's kind of you talking at people and Mm -hmm. hoping that they're like getting your message, but there's no really way to like build that community directly from your podcast. So even directing them somewhere like a Facebook group or to join your email list, which is what you're doing with these free offers, or even like DMing you on Instagram or whatever that thing you want them, whatever the action is, just do it. Don't be afraid to give that out there, put that out there into the space, because if you're not talking about it, people don't don't know it exists. So that's on you if you're not putting it out there. And some people are scared of being spammy or sounding too salesy or whatever that may be. But it's important to just let people know it exists. Like they don't have to take the action if they don't want to, but you need to put it out there. Do you recommend having the same opt-in for a long time or switching it up regularly, weekly, monthly? I I think it depends. So for me, since I have my three content buckets, I talk about launching, monetizing, and growing. So my freebies kind of go along with that topic. So okay. when I'm talking about launching, I promote my launching checklist. When I'm talking about growing, that's typically people who already have a podcast and they're looking to grow. So I promote my five mistakes you're probably making with your podcast guide. And then you know, the monetization, I have a free masterclass about monetizing and how to monetize strategically. And it may not be the way you think with, so it's about monetizing without ad sponsorships, basically. 
exactly. Yeah. So I think it really depends if you're, you have multiple freebies that are really actionable, then share each one. It's kind of trial and error to really figure out which ones convert best. But I've just found that kind of testing each one for a little bit and seeing what works or doing like kind of rotating them out kind of helps you see which ones are doing the best. And if you've promoted the same one for like not 10 episodes in a row, but just 10 episodes total, that gives you kind of that data that you need to know if this is something people are actually interested in. Yeah. All right. That's helpful. I think that I always wonder about that because I look at a lot of strategic content planning in my business too. So I wonder like, should I focus on just the one for a few weeks, even if the topic isn't spot on or, but it's sounding like whatever the topic is, those show notes should lead them to something that's specific to that. Cause it probably confuses them if it's the other way. Right. If you're talking about one thing and then you're promoting something else, people are like, wait, what? Uh That doesn't really make sense. And it's not that you need to like create new freebies for every episode. That's a little, a little much. And most of us do not have the bandwidth or the team for that. But if you have something that's fitting, then share it. If not, like I said, you can always direct them to your free Facebook group or DMing you on Instagram with their takeaways or whatever that may be. It's just Mm -hmm. something, just get them to take some sort of action so that you can actually chat with them in another capacity. Very cool. So yeah, that's one thing I think I do, especially with a guest. I'm always encouraging them to reach out to us on Instagram. Let us know what they loved about the show, connect with my guest. And so I love that. I like connection. So I probably have to work on my freebie. (laughs) Like I said, I'm learning a lot. And like even the whole niching down is really helpful because planning out content and I don't know, just like I feel like really talking to one person. Like I just did another episode last week. I don't know if it'll come out before or after this episode yet, but we were talking about how it's so important to talk to that one person. And I don't think that I necessarily do that here. So lots of internal gears shifting in my head. So I appreciate this conversation. I also just want to let everyone know that Jenny's contact info, all of her links to connect with her are in the show notes. So yep, just like we talked about, reach out to her on Instagram, send her a DM, check out her podcast. If you have a podcast, you know that subscriptions, subscribing to them, leaving reviews is really helpful. And if you're starting one, that's a really good place to get comfortable is like leaving people reviews because that's how we grow. And that's how we let other people know what is out there that we should all be listening to. And I always like to say you get what you give. So give things that you want in return. I also want to talk about this checklist that you have for us. Yeah. So I do have a podcast launch checklist. So if you are anticipating launching a podcast in 2021 or in beyond, basically tells you like what you need to do, everything you need to do before recording, kind of re- during your recording process and after recording and breaks it out into couple easy steps so that you're able to really take your launch and go for it. Do it the right way and don't let it be overwhelming, but still doing it the right way. Because I know when I first launched my first podcast, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. You know, I told everyone it was live the day it went live, but I didn't like kind of tease or do anything leading up and involve my audience in the way that I should have. Mm -hmm. And now with my clients, obviously we are a lot better about that. And we have a full on marketing plan, which is probably more than most people need to do, but that's what we're hired for. So, Yeah, I love it. I think that 
again, even those that already have a podcast, like a lot of us could probably revisit some of the things that we're doing to take it up a notch. Because like you said, our first episode and our most recent should definitely not be the same, but then also like, what are we doing next to really bring our audience along? And I think that's the most important. I know you said that we are just talking out and hoping that people are listening and taking action, but I really feel like it is creating a community in a really weird way, actually. Like (laughs) I get messages sometimes from people that I would not even expect to listen. And they're like, when is your next episode coming out? Why haven't you been recording? And it's like, ah, right. There is something happening out there when we don't even realize what's going on on the other side of the mic. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, podcast listeners are very loyal, I've found, and they don't always tell you that they're listening. Like I had been putting out my podcast for like two years and someone finally was like, oh, I've been like listening since your podcast was called Savvy Social Hour. And I'm like, okay, why didn't you tell me sooner? Like I thought no one was listening, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. I mean, that really goes to show what we even do on social media or via emails that we're sending to our list. It's Like sometimes we get so discouraged because we don't feel like anyone's paying attention, but they are just not everyone is responding immediately. Right. And people give up. People stop because they're not sure who's out there listening and they feel like they're doing it for nothing. But I cannot even say how many, like I said, private messages or random emails that I get. And it's like, even that one person that is getting some value from you is so important and you got to keep going for them, for that one one person. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. And you're so right. People do get discouraged because they're like, oh, I only have like 12 downloads, but it's like, okay, that's 12 people who are interested in what you have to say. Like Mm -hmm. you can definitely grow over time and podcasting is a long-term game. It's not something you start and all of a sudden you have thousands and thousands of downloads. From what I've seen from myself and with my clients when we've launched their podcast, it usually takes about a year to start really seeing consistent downloads and increasing downloads. Like, of course, your first month is going to be, you're going to see increasing downloads because you just launched. But like over time, it takes a while to start building that momentum because with podcasting, it's kind of hard to find podcasts organically unless you are searching for them, right? Like you don't really Mm -hmm. stumble upon podcasts unless it's like one of those ones that is constantly on like the top 10 best business list or whatever the different list in Apple are. So you don't really stumble upon them. So it takes a while to grow your listenership, but you know, the people who are listening to your podcast end up being some of the most loyal people out there. So it's important to really nurture those people and don't give up on them because like I said, they're super duper loyal and they're loyal, more loyal than your Instagram followers most of the time because they consume everything that you do in terms of podcasting. So, so true. Ah, so good. Well, I want to leave everyone with one action step. So this is to the listener who is thinking and really wanting to start a podcast what action can they take today to make it happen, make it a reality instead of just a someday thing? I think really just going all in on the content planning aspect of things. Cause like I've mentioned, you don't need the best mic. You don't need the best headphones. You don't need like the crazy equipment to get started, but you do need content and your content needs to be good because people will forgive not so great audio, but they won't forgive crappy content. Mm -hmm. So I think that is the most important part. So get to content planning and really create those like life-changing, game-changing episodes versus worrying about your audio. Like I said, audio is still important. Like obviously you don't want to have like static in the background the whole time, but your content is really what is going to keep people coming back for more, not 
the quality of your microphone because if you have a good microphone and no audience, who cares? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it. Good mic and no audience doesn't really matter. Huge value, Jenny. Thank you so much for being here. Again, everyone listening, please check out her links in the show notes and let her know that you listen to the podcast and what value you found from it. That again is always appreciative. And while we know we have silent listeners out there, we love hearing from you. So let us know what you think. Thanks so much, Jenny. I appreciate appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd love for you to write a review and share it. Also be sure to connect with me in my Facebook group, Social Impact Squad, and follow me on Instagram at NiceGirlCEO. Hope you have an awesome day. Go take action in reaching your goals, and I'll see you next time.